Welcome everyone to another episode of 8 Minutes of Ew, the place where we use curiosity and science to turn fear into fascination and those ews into oohs. Oh, by the way, I'm Miss Mallory, the curious conservationist and self-proclaimed grossologist. Let's get started. In this episode, we're going to talk about the only free-flying mammal, bats. I mean, sure, there are a few mammals that can glide or parachute, such as flying squirrels or flying lemurs. But bats are the only ones that truly fly. And no, they're not just mice with fangs and wings. Although bats look like small rodents, they're not even closely related. Bats make up their own group scientifically called an order. And just as rodents are part of the order Rodentia, bats are part of the order Choroptera, meaning winged hand. And if you get a chance, look up a picture of an X-rayed bat wing. In fact, I'll put one on social media so you can actually see the extra long finger bones. It is so cool. But back to bats. Now, this order is very big, about 1,400 species big. Bats are the largest group of mammals after rodents, and if bats and rodents were classified together, they would make up about half of all mammal species. Isn't that amazing? So you may be thinking, Miss Mallory, if bats aren't related to rodents, then what are they related to? Well, Because bat bones are small and make poor fossils, it's been really hard to answer this question. It used to be thought that bats were actually closer related to primates, including humans, but recent research is showing that they may be tighter cousins with animals like pangolins, horses, and even whales. Weird, right? Now, it's true that bats have very few predators, so how come so many of them are endangered? Aside from suitable habitats to live in, disease is their biggest threat. Bats love to live in caves and also trees and other dark places where they can snuggle up. Unfortunately, there is a very scary, quite gross fungus that is hurting bats that like to snuggle up for the winter. The disease is called white nose syndrome because the infected bats grow a white fuzzy fungus on their nose and wings, which ultimately affects them while they're hibernating. The growing fungus makes it very uncomfortable for the bat to rest, and so it's constantly waking up and scratching when it should be staying very still. As a result, it quickly uses its stored fat and energy reserves before winter is over. Sadly, the northern long-eared, little brown, and tried-colored bat populations have dropped 90% in the last 10 years. But how can we help? One of the most important things we can do is avoid places where bats are in, like caves. White-nosed fungus affects species that hibernate, so an unknowing hiker could go into one cave that is contaminated with the fungus, get it on their shoe, and then accidentally take it to another cave. Sadly, we've lost almost 7 million bats since the disease was first discovered. To put that into perspective, that means a thousand bats have disappeared each day for the last 17 years. But we can help scientists fight this fungus by helping the bats we still have. We can keep caves clean, we can put up bat houses, and also provide habitat so bats have plenty of things to eat. 
but why should we care so much about helping bats? Because they help us in a lot of ways too. Contrary to movies, most bats prefer fruit, nectar, or bugs over blood. Majority of bats indulge in a diet full of creepy crawly bugs and spiders. Just one single bat can eat up to 4,000 bugs in a single night, which is the same as you or me eating 20 personal pizzas at dinner. I don't know about you, but I think my stomach is not up for that challenge. Although eating tons of bugs may sound gross, this is incredibly helpful for farmers and foresters. It has been estimated that bats save U.S. agriculture, so the people that grow our foods, over $3 billion directly and almost $53 billion indirectly. Now, if you don't have a job, you may not know exactly how big this number is, but to all the parents out there, I'm sure you understand. But not all bats love bugs. Some prefer a sweeter diet full of fruits or nectar. By dining on delicious nectar, bats become giant pollinators. In fact, more than 500 species of plants depend on bats for pollination, including some of our favorite fruits like bananas and mangoes. Unlike plants that have bright daytime flowers to attract bees, bat-loving plants have pale nocturnal flowers that are often long and bell-shaped. Many bats have evolved to reach the bottoms of these long nocturnal flowers with long tongues, but none beat the tube-lipped bat that has a tongue longer than one and a half times its body length. Whoa. Bats also help spread seeds for plants, including one of my favorites, cacao, the main ingredient in chocolate, by eating the fruit, flying somewhere else, and then pooping out the seed many miles away. When the seed drops, each one is covered in bat poop, aka guano. Now this is a really great fertilizer. Guano helps nourish the seed as it begins to grow, and humans have taken note. They like to use guano on fields and gardens. But bats have helped us in more ways than fertilizing fields or feasting on pesky insects. They've inspired some awesome technological advances. Now, although the Batmobile and Batcopter are pretty cool, the new drone that's mimicking bat wings would put them to shame. We've also learned a lot from their super efficient echolocation, which has helped us develop high-tech sonar systems for navigation. But you may be thinking, if bats are such great navigators, why do they want to fly into my hair? Great question. The truth is, they don't. That assumption is just a myth. If you happen to see bats flying around you at night, don't worry. They're not attracted to you, just the moths you're attracting with your flashlight or the mosquitoes you're attracting with your breath. But since we're on the topic of myth-busting, why not do a few more? Have you ever heard the saying, blind as a bat? Well, that's false too. As far as I have researched, all bats can see at least a little but there are some bats who have great eyesight. In fact, some fruit-eating bats can see three times better than humans. And what about rabies? All bats have rabies, right? Mm, try again. Less than 1% of bats have rabies, but bats that act strangely or contact humans are 10 times more likely to be sick with rabies. 
any potential contact with bat saliva, which is a bite or a scratch or even waking up in a room with a bat, should be reported to a physician or public health professional. If a bat happens to fly into your house, don't try to kill it. Open a window and it should fly right out. But if you happen to find an injured bat in your house, make sure you call a local professional. Okay, last one and my favorite. Bats drink blood. Well, this one is true, but I bet the numbers are far less than you think. In fact, oh no, unfortunately, my aspiring grossologist, my eight minutes are up. But I'd love to continue this conversation next week. Vampire bats are one of my favorite groups of bats. And I have a lot of really gross but super fascinating facts about vampire bats, which is a great way to celebrate Halloween. Before I go, may I ask a favor? Your feedback fuels this program. If this episode changed the way you look at bats, or maybe you discovered a new fascinating fact, please put a comment below. And if you want to request another gross but fascinating topic, please do the same down there too. Thanks again for joining me, and don't forget to subscribe and set those notifications so you don't miss the next eight minutes of ew. Until next time, this is Miss Mallory inviting you to step outside and adventure.